It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super uber successful all right so the quote that we're going to start today's show with is don't settle for average when you are capable of being awesome and amazing all right why settle for average average is the middle average is everybody else not us we are awesome and amazing the title of today's show is called refuse to be average i want to thank all of you for tuning in want to remind you that if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of my previous shows, you can go to my website, www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. If we're not friends on Facebook, make sure that you add me on Facebook, all right? My name on Facebook is Mark Starr. That's M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R. We also have the Power and a Half Hour Facebook group. So just do a search and Facebook groups for Power in a Half Hour, and we would love to have you inside of our group. If you're on Instagram, my name on Instagram, I post daily videos on Instagram every single day, right? So my name on Instagram is at Coach Mark Speaks, all right? And if you have not downloaded my book yet, right, or you know someone that could benefit from my book, you can just go to www.repeataftermebook.com and download the book for absolutely free. All right, are you guys ready? Let's go ahead and get started. Now, profile number one, Corey and Mallory of Taft Clothing. Now, Corey and his wife, Mallory, both graduated from university in April of 2013, and they immediately took off for a five-week trip to Europe. Now, Corey had a few job offers, but he didn't feel excited about any of them. He thought about going into management consulting, but both he and his wife thought that type of job would be too demanding and too many hours with them expecting their first child. Now, during the last week of their trip while in Paris, Corey came up with the idea to start making men's no-show socks. It was totally out of the blue for him. But he had seen so many people in Europe going sockless, so it was on his mind throughout the trip. What he knew was it couldn't be comfortable to always be barefoot, and he knew it couldn't be good for their shoes. He saw a need. He said, man, I can fulfill this need. Now, he also knew that there wasn't any great no-show options for men out there. They were all too flimsy or slip down off of your heel after a few steps. Now, as soon as they got home from their trip, he set out to find a company to produce the socks in Asia. He began working on a prototype. 
Now, Corey had never done anything like this, but he was passionate about his idea and his gut. He knew the idea could work. He had that belief that the idea could work. This man didn't have any experience in doing any kind of manufacturing or production or, or anything to do with the clothing line, right? But he saw a need, right? And then he became passionate about his idea that, hey, this thing could work. I could possibly start a business from this, all right? So Corey would start sending out renderings of socks designs to his family and friends that he designed in Microsoft Paint that he said looked absolutely horrible. He didn't let the fact that he didn't know how to design socks, that he had never done anything like this before, stop him, right? He still tried. And he said, I'll figure it out along the way. So many people think that they have to have the whole thing figured out. No, you don't. You just need to make an effort and try. And commit to getting better. That's exactly what this guy did. Now, it took months of coming up with prototype designs and learning how to use Adobe Illustrator to be able to get it right. But after a while, they finally had a product that they were excited about. Now, in March of 2015, the couple launched their Kickstarter campaign and was able to raise $46,880 from 1,016 backers. Now, this is, man, there's so many jewels in this story right here. Right, I get so many people that come up to me all the time and say, Coach Mark, I don't have any money to start my business. I don't have the money that I need. Now, I personally think that probably for about 90 to 95% of businesses you can start, you really don't need any, a lot of money. You don't really need any money to get started. You just need creativity and strong desire. Right, But though, for those of you that really do feel that you need money, There are too many options out there for you to be able to raise money online for free. Here it is. This guy just has an idea. He doesn't even have a product yet, right? And was able to raise close to $50,000. Stop using those excuses about you don't have any money. This man was able to raise close to $50,000 for free online. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to go on Kickstarter or GoFundMe or any one of those websites and just throw something up and people are just going to give you $50,000. You got to go in and research, right? Research what people want to see. Make sure first and foremost that you have a good product. And matter of fact, if you put it up on one of those uh, websites, Indiegogo, Kickstarter, there's so many of them out there, right? And you're not getting good response, then maybe you don't have a good product. Maybe people aren't interested in your product. You see what I'm saying? So those places are really a good testing place. Then once you get your idea, you said you're going to put it up on there. You need to go in and study the people that have put their ideas on there, right, and have been able to receive funding. See what kind of ideas they have. See what they did. Study what they did to be able to get attention for people to, to, um, to, to, to support their idea. You can't just put something up on there and think that you're going to get a million dollars. It doesn't work like that. You got to do exactly what we're doing. Break down what these successful people did. If they had a successful campaign, you need to study and and try to reach out to the person, shoot them an email, or read everything you can about their campaign, right? Exactly what they did to gain traction on their campaign. Now, after they raised the money, they would search Alibaba for a manufacturer that created a similar product that they could use as a starting point. We talked about Alibaba a few times. Probably we'll talk about it again. It's a, uh, it's a marketplace where you could find manufacturers um, that can uh, produce your product. I think it's like Alibaba.com. 
All right. Probably one of the biggest marketplaces uh, uh, online for you to find manufacturers. So any of you have ideas on um, things that you want to create, right, or products you want to manufacture, go to that website. Great resource. Now, they requested samples from this manufacturer right away, and they started out by sending them what they had done in the past, and then they would pinpoint the ones that were the closest match to what they envisioned. Don't just go off of what somebody tells you that, oh, oh, yeah, we can do that. Nah, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. You lose your money real fast like that. You, if Once you find someone that can manufacture your product, you have them send you samples of what they've done that's similar to your product. That way you can see whether or not they've done it. I, use that, I do that for everything that I do, right? If I need to get a website done, don't tell me you can do the website. I don't want to hear that. Show me. I'll tell you what I want, and you show me the closest thing that you've done to what I want. That's how you see. Don't, don't just go off of somebody's word. I've seen a lot of people lose a lot of money like that. Now, Corey and Mallory would eventually go through three different manufacturers before finding one that they felt comfortable working with. Now, their company, Taft, not only produces socks, but they now also produce men's shoes. Now, the majority of their sales have come from their Kickstarter campaign, as well as through the following that they have built on Instagram, as well as Reddit, where they were able to make over $44,000 in one day. Now, Corey and Mallory still operate the business out of their home as the company has taken off remarkably. When asked to share some advice for um, new online store owners, the first piece of advice that Corey gives is number one, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Now, Corey says that he has a tendency to do this at times. I think we all have the tendency to do this at times, right? He will think to himself, wow, they are so amazing and so successful. Why am I not there yet? Then he reminds himself that they've been doing it for many years and have a whole team behind them. Never compare yourself to brands or companies or people that are at a different stage. It's discouraging and not productive. See, a lot of times it's easy for us to look at somebody else and say, man, they got to success really quick, but we don't know how long it took them to really get there, right? Now, they may have started in this one new business and, you know, got that. I see it all the time in multi-level marketing companies, right? You got a guy that jumps in a company and, and then he gets to a higher level really, really, really fast, right? And then you're, and you're looking at him and saying, man, he was able to do it really quick. I wasn't. There must be something wrong with me. But you don't know how many connections he's made over the last 10 or 20 years. You don't know how long he's spent refining his skills to be able to do that. I tell people all the time that once you become the right person, every opportunity becomes the right opportunity. But you got to become the right person first. You got to continually work on yourself and work on becoming the right person. It just doesn't happen overnight. It just doesn't happen because you say, man, I want to be successful, then I'm successful. No, you got to work on becoming the right person. Develop your skills. Enhance and improve yourself. And you might go through 10 different businesses, right? But if you take what the lessons that you've learned in all these different businesses, right, and really enhance yourself, then you go do the 11th business and bam, you pop. Then everybody's looking at, man, he's an overnight success. But yeah, they don't know that it took you 10 years to become an overnight success. It just doesn't happen like that. Number two, 
Corey says, be willing to put in the work. He says that one of the key characteristics entrepreneurs really need is grit. He says that owning a business is gritty and messy, and you just have to be willing to do the work. Most people aren't willing to do the work. That's why they don't get the success that they're supposed to get. You know, what I've come to realize is people that are really, really successful, it's not that they're just so much smarter than everybody else. It's not that they're just so much better than everybody else. It's easy for us to tell ourselves that, right? We put these guys up on pedestals and say, man, they're just so smart and they're so great. Nah. The key thing is that they were willing to do the work. They were willing to do the work, whereas most people are not willing to do the work. They're not willing to make the sacrifices. Number three. Corey believes that running a business is a marathon, not a sprint. Let me repeat that. Corey believes that running a business is a marathon, not a sprint. So it's important to take care of yourself and make sure you're fit to be in it for the long haul. If you think it's going to happen overnight, guess what? You're probably wrong. It's a marathon, baby. It's not a sprint. Profile number two, Michael Almach. Now, before the global financial crisis of 2008, Michael was doing more than well. Michael had millions of dollars in real estate holdings with a $3 million in real estate equity and a couple of hundred thousand dollars in cash in the bank. Now, Michael also had a consultant company where he consulted with companies catering to high net worth individuals. He helped them design sales and business strategies to keep their clients happy in the short and the long term. Now, with the fall of the financial markets during this time, the luxury sector was destroyed and Michael lost all of his consulting contracts. Now, initially, he didn't panic when his contracts didn't get renewed. He kept doing business as usual. When his tenants defaulted on rent, he kept paying the mortgages. A year later, he still had over $50,000 in the bank, which was still a bit of a cushion for him. He had enough money to last him for six to 10 months. Now, while he looked for work in his field, for the next six months, he kept looking for work in consulting, but could not find anything. Then the next six months, he would look for work in sales. Still, he could not find anything. Then he started to look for work, waiting tables, bartending, limo driving, grocery bagging, still nothing. Now, since the age of 12, Michael had never gone a month without a job. At this point, his confidence was beyond shot. It was destroyed. Now, he felt that he wasn't nowhere near the man he was two years earlier. He had the stink of failure all over him. Now, a friend of his who owned a couple of car washes offered him a job. It was outside work, taking orders when people drove into the car wash, asking customers if they would like tire shine on their tires (laughs) or if they would like the regular wash or the deluxe wash. Michael declined. A few weeks later, his buddy with the car wash called again. He said, no again. He said no, not just because of the embarrassment, not because of the Colorado cold weather he would endure by being outside all day or from standing on his feet for 10 hours a day on concrete. It was because of his father. Now, growing up, his father would drive by the town auto wash 
after his little league games, and he'd always point to that guy who asked, do you want a regular wash or deluxe wash? His father would then say, Mickey, you have to save some money, or you got to get better grades, or you got to quit chasing girls, or you got to do your homework. You don't want to end up with like that guy working in a car wash, do you? Now, the last time he had heard that speech was in 1996, but the words would continue to ring in his ears for years to come. That's kind of funny because I do the same thing with my youngest son. I say to him all the time. We might be driving and we see a guy outside begging for money. And I said, Mason, you don't want to become like that guy, do you? Better listen to what dad says. Better listen to what your parents say. Right? Now, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I hope that puts a little fear into him <laughs> and he works hard so he doesn't become like that. Now, to Michael, working in a car wash was the ultimate admission of failure. Not losing all of his assets, not selling his watches and his cars, not having to give up his fine art and rugs that he collected. He was worried about being seen as a failure. At that time, Michael had only $200 in his bank account and had no idea where the next $200 was coming from. This man had millions of dollars in real estate equity, right? He had a couple hundred thousand, couple of hundred thousand dollars in his bank account, probably about two, $300,000 in his bank, right? Now he was down to his last 200 and he didn't know where the next dollar was coming from. Now, reality kicked in for Michael when he didn't have money for a birthday present for his niece. At that point, he called his friend back and asked if he could still have the job at the car wash. Now, for the first three days, he would drag himself to work. And on the third day, a young lady that he had hired as an assistant five years before pulled into the car wash driving a brand new Lexus. Now his humiliation was complete. There was nowhere for him to run or hide. Even though he thought that he was able to die Even though he thought that he was about to die from humiliation, something happened that would completely change his life. Now, as she jumped out of the car, she ran over and gave him a hug. They chatted for about 10 minutes as her car was getting washed. She said she was happy to see him as he had been a great boss and that she was happy to see him working. She said that so many of her friends were unemployed and at least he wasn't trapped behind a desk. Now, at this point, Michael realized that he had been beating himself up needlessly, and in fact, he was truly lucky. In that instant, he decided that instead of just showing up until he could find something better, he would use his skills to increase his friend's business, and that's exactly what he did. Over the next few months, he became a changed man. He became a better man. He became grateful for what he did have. Yeah, it wasn't what he had before, right? But at least he did have something because there's still a lot of people at that time that didn't have any job at all. Now, Michael would see hundreds of people every day and he realized that none of them thought he was a failure. That made him feel good. He would smile at them as they would smile back. He was happy as he engaged them. He in turn sold about a gazillion deluxe washes. Would you like regular or would you like the deluxe? Because he had a better personality. Everybody wanted the deluxe. Now, also, his worst fear turned into something that he started to look forward to. 
He got his confidence back, and it was obvious. He saw dozens of people he knew, clients, old customers, and friends that he had lost touch with, and every single one of them said something positive. They respected him. They held him in higher esteem for seeing him in the cold, wearing a red nylon jacket with a car wash logo on it. Nobody made fun of him or called him names. Nobody laughed at him. There was even an article in a local lifestyle magazine about him. They respected him for doing what he had to do. Now, the truth of his situation was that for the entire world to see, there was no way to spin the story when you're asking people if they want the basic or deluxe wash. You can't fake that. It is what it is. Now, there's no amount of charm or polish that can hide the truth. He was working at a car wash and nobody thought he was a failure, not even his father. Now, about six months later, one of his old clients called. He needed some help setting up a new luxury club. They put a deal together, and then he resigned from the car wash. His friend that owned the car wash was genuinely sad as he thought Michael was the best employee that he ever had. Now, Michael approached a new consulting contract with a vigor and zest for life that he hadn't felt for years. A few months after that, another contract took him to Asia, and he has been in Asia consulting ever since. His worst fear turned out to be his salvation. It gave him confidence, paid his bills for a while, and put him in a position to move his company to Asia and have access to an abundance of new cultures and growing markets. Now, I can tell you this. It probably won't be that long before he gets back to the level of where he was at before the market crash. It's quite a few things that I learned in this story. This man, you know, it wasn't until he became grateful. See, any one of us could get to a high level. It's not about all that. It's what happens because everybody goes through tough times. What happens when you go through those tough times? How fast do you bounce back? Now, Michael could have easily said, you know what? I'm not working the car wash and let himself dwindle all the way down until he was homeless. But that's not what he did. And it didn't take him that long to realize, you know what? I am grateful. Yeah, I'm not working a job that I want to work. Yeah, I'm not at the level that I was at years ago, right? But you know what? Let me be grateful for, for what I already have. That's how you get more. And that's exactly what he did. Then opportunities created for him. Then he felt better about himself. He gained his confidence back. And he was able to change his life and get back to where he was at from before and probably go even that much higher. Now, regardless of what most people think the secret to success is, success isn't a secret. Success comes from doing the things that successful people do. Now, for some people, it may be hard to distinguish these successful people because the vast majority of people that you will come in contact with are either performing at average or most times below average. Successful people have a totally different mindset than average people. Let's first look at the mindsets that most successful people have in common. Number one, they all had a vision and made constant efforts to realize it. If you are a visionary and are skilled in a particular area, think hard about what you can do with your talents. Think about how to challenge and utilize them in a way that will bring a sense of achievement. Without this level of drive, you will only just daydream about how to impress someone with the idea rather than thinking about what it takes to make it a reality. It's not enough to just have a vision. You must also find a way to put your vision into action. I see people do this all the time. 
They come up with these great, grandiose ideas, but they never implement them. Don't tell me about your idea. Everybody got ideas. I got, I got, I got a list of probably close to a thousand ideas that I have written in my um, uh, notes in my phone. For about four or five months, I was writing down ten ideas every single day. I got a wealth of ideas. We all got ideas. Tell me your plan. Tell me what you plan to do to implement the ideas. That's what will get me excited, not the idea. Everybody got ideas. Number two, they allowed their suffering to drive their motivation. Now, moments of great suffering and sadness make up our core memories. How we cope in these situations can reveal who we really are. This kind of mindset is important not only for success but for life in general. That's the truth that life is filled with hardships and if we can't endure them, we lose. We can become deeply insecure, apathetic, and depressed. Michael let his situation be his motivation to change his whole attitude, change his whole life around. Now, a great example of someone that allowed her suffering to motivate her is Elizabeth Holmes. We talked about her a few months ago. For Elizabeth, it was the death of her dad that drove her ambition to help humanity. She has been able to come up with a device that is capable of monitoring one's health and detecting disease before it fully develops. Now, through her device, Elizabeth has become the youngest female billionaire in the world, the youngest female self-made billionaire in the world, all while developing a product that she can save lives, right? Number three, they focus on what their audience wants. Now, this kind of mindset is important for anyone that provides a service or has customers because you need to listen to the feedback of your audience to perfect your product your performance, or your services. If not, someone else will exploit your weakness and steal your customers. Number four, they never lose hope. Instead, they work hard and remain patient. Hard work and determination will get you through the most difficult times in your life. Struggles teach us to be resourceful and find a way out of a difficult situation. The ability to efficiently cope during hard times is essential for highly successful people. Let me repeat that. The ability to efficiently cope during hard times is essential for highly successful people. It shows them what options are available. It helps when constructing contingency plans and exit strategies. This mindset will result in greater confidence. Number five, they challenge the popular beliefs and push the limits. Now, these people realize that most limits were set by average people, so they refuse to let the limitations of the average become what they will allow to limit them. They have no limits. They are limitless. Let's now look at some of the things you have to stop doing if you want to become successful. Number one, stop expecting perfection. Now, mistakes and setbacks are a fact of life. Nothing is perfect, and that's okay. Stressing over the smallest details or things that are impossible to get is unproductive and unhealthy. Number two, stop saying yes when you want to say no. It's important to know your limits because people will always test them. Now, out of guilt, people often say yes to people and situations that they really should say no to. Don't be afraid to trust your gut and say no. Number three, stop negative self-talk. 
Now, at times, we tend to play back in our minds every negative or embarrassing thing that we ever done to ourselves, been subjected to, or done to someone else. Now, replaying these thoughts and constantly punishing ourselves for these mistakes is counterproductive. At some point, it's more important to learn from situations and move on instead of mentally beating ourselves up. Number four, stop focusing on just today. Now, successful people understand the value of a good plan. They plan out their day, their goals, and their future. Stop just focusing on today and having fun and think about where you want to be in 5, 10, or 15 years down the road. Number five, stop ignoring your goals. Stop believing things will just work out for you because you are a good person. Good things only happen to people who make an effort. I didn't say that good things only happen to good people. Good things only happen to people that make an effort. And number six, stop comparing yourself to others. Successful people understand that the only person that they compete with today is the person that they were yesterday. They're too focused on themselves and their goals to worry about anyone else. They don't compare themselves to others because they know it's counterproductive. They do analyze where they have weak points and are able to genuinely admire people who have mastered things they have not. Number seven, stop living in the past. Successful people learn from their failures, but they do not, and I mean do not, live in the past. They take the skills and lessons they acquired from their failures and apply them to the present and future. Number eight, stop tolerating dishonest people. Let me say that one again. Stop tolerating dishonest people. Successful people appreciate other people for their unique traits and gifts. They do not attempt to harm, belittle, or in any way demean others for their own success or ideas. They are open to relationships with others, but they know when to cut the cord. Successful people do not tolerate negative and dishonest people because they are too busy loving honest and sincere people. Let's now look at a few things that successful people do every day. Number one, they focus on being productive rather than being busy. Huge difference between being productive and busy. The guy that's hanging out in front of the liquor store all day is busy hanging out. He is not productive. Productive means getting things done towards your actual goal. Huge difference. People all the time, oh, I'm busy. Anything that being busy is good. Busy is not good. Busy is being bad. Busy is is, is a bad thing to me, right? You want to be productive. You want to move away from being busy and be productive, getting things done towards your goal. Number two, they wake up early. Now, they're able to get work done before they get super busy. Now, you need to know, I don't think that waking up early is is the most essential thing, right? Now, the reason why a lot of them get up early is because if they're getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning when everybody else is asleep, they're able to get two, three, four hours of work done before everybody gets up, and that uninterrupted work is usually productive work. Right. But you have to know what works best for your schedule. For me, getting up early, mm -mm, that's pretty much a no go because I go to bed so late. I probably don't go to bed till two, three o'clock in the morning. So to get up at six o'clock in the morning wouldn't serve me any justice because I'd be horrible all day. So what I do is I work late. So usually between 10, 11 o'clock at night when everybody else is watching TV or sleeping, I'm working till two, three o'clock in the morning. So that's my productive time. 
right? So you need to know what works for you. It's not necessarily getting work done, um, getting up super early in the morning. Now, if you got to get up the next morning, yeah, yeah, maybe that, maybe that does work good for you, right? But you got to figure out what works best for you. Number three, they focus on making small and continuous improvements. Remember, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. It's rare that you will make drastic improvements overnight. It's usually done incrementally one day at a time. Goes back to consistency and persistence. It's not about doing a whole bunch of things at one time. It's about just being consistent. Consistent action every single day. Number four, they focus on being with the best team. Successful people understand that they have to be with people who will compliment them. Ken Blanchard once said, none of us is as smart as all of us. Number five, they keep track of their progress. Most successful people keep journals so they're able to keep track of their progress, set goals, reflect, and learn from their mistakes. Number six, they create their own success. They understand that they are responsible for their success and that good luck is not something that magically happens. They know that you have to earn the right to be successful. Number seven, they have successful friends. Now, always remember this. You're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And successful people know this, and this is why they keep company with mentors and other successful people. Number eight, they inspire others to be successful as well. Number nine, they have a consistent schedule. Now, having a consistent schedule helps you to prioritize and focus on what is important. With a consistent schedule, you are better driven to achieve success, knowing exactly what it is that you're working towards every single day, right? You have a, you have a routine, you have a schedule, and you don't divert off of your schedule, right? I got a schedule. I read for a certain amount every single morning, and I make sure I get my exercise in every single morning. That way, even if I mess up the whole rest of the day, I still got done the core things that I believe are important to me. To me, there's two things that you can't pay anyone to do for you. You can't pay anyone to learn for you, and you can't pay anyone to do your exercise for you. So I make sure that I get those two things done first every single day. It doesn't matter. Even when I'm on vacation, right, or I'm away, I get those two things done every single day. Every single day. You got to have a consistent routine or schedule. And number 10, they never procrastinate or make excuses. Now, Arthur Mark Twain once said, Eat a live frog first thing in the morning and nothing will happen to you the rest of the day. Successful people do not take chances. They take action and get tough assignments done first. And what Mark Twain uh, meant by this is a great quote by him. If you do the hardest thing that you got to do at the beginning of the day, every single day, everything else will seem like a piece of cake after that. You'll be able to knock out everything else after that. All right. Well, that's all that we have for you on today's show. All right. Want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen, all you have to do is go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. Now, I know that you got three friends that are acting real average, right? (laughs) I know you got three really 
average friends that really probably could be so much more than average. Tell them about this show. Have them go back and re-listen to this show, right? Make sure you share this program. Tell them about the radio station that you're listening to this show on, right? Make sure that they tune in with you and y'all will have something good to talk about instead of talking about gossip, ah, right? So make sure you share this with your friends, all right? And the quote that I'd like to end today's show with is, the average person puts only 25% of his energy and ability into his work. The world takes off its hat to those who put in more than 50%. I didn't say 100. I said 50%, all right, of their capacity and stands on its heads for those few and far between souls who devote 100%. And that's from Andrew Carnegie, who was at one time the richest man in the planet. So you know what? Go beyond what everybody else does. You know that everybody does 25%. The people that are good do 50%. And if you want to be phenomenal, if you want to excel, you want to be excellent, put in that 100%. Thank you much, and until next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.